Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is continuing coverage on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. Breaking news. And the breaking news this hour on the Pat McCrory Show is that Mick Mulvaney is resigning from the Trump administration. Uh, His current job, or I guess now his former job, special U.S. envoy to Northern Ireland, before that chief of staff, before that budget director, and of course uh, we can roll all the way back to congressman from South Carolina. He is on the WBT hotline right now. Mick, welcome. Glad to have you here. I know it's been a tough uh, 48 hours for you. So why are you resigning? Well, it's been a tougher, you know, 24 hours for the country, right? Because um, mm-hmm. you just can't be associated with this, Pat. You can't stay. And I know it's, you know, I only had two weeks left anyway. I get that because um, all, all the diplomats are expected to resign on January 20th anyway. But it's the one official act that I can take as an individual to say what, what happened yesterday was wrong. It just is. And you cannot be associated with it. My guess is There'll be more resignations today and, and tonight and tomorrow as more folks just look themselves in the mirror and say they can't, they can't be associated with this. What happened? You know the internal workings of the White House. What happened during the last 48 hours or three weeks? What do you think's happening, which is, I think, some of the cause of doing this? You know, when yeah. I had a chief of staff, my chief of staff, who you knew, Thomas Stith, you know, he, he'd go, McCrory. Like it almost slapped me. <laughs> Come on, McCrory, you can't do this. Yeah, I think I think it changed uh, around election time, and a lot of the folks who were willing to tell him stuff he didn't want to hear or figured out a way to tell him something that he doesn't want to hear. It's hard to do for a president or a governor, but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those folks are not there anymore, and the folks who are there are just encouraging this. The president always, when I was there. You know, he'd sit, he thinks out loud, and he said, oh, yeah. we should be doing X. And then he'd immediately go, no, that's probably not a good idea. Uh, and we would also be there and say, yeah, Mr. President, that's probably not a good idea. Maybe we should be doing something else. Now I think he says we should do X, and there's people in the room going, oh, yeah, Mr. President, that's great. You should do three times X. You should really go for that. That is a great idea. Um, mm. And, you know, go, go encourage those people to go down to the Capitol to stop this vote tomorrow. That's a great idea. Um, so he brainstorms like out loud, like I, Bill Lee, my old big, 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 big boss at Duke Energy, would brainstorm out loud too. I would brainstorm out loud, and I had, I'd have people. Some people would take the brainstorm as a literal order. <laughs> yeah, and I was just thing. thinking out loud. Yeah, no, the president thinks out loud. It's how he formulates ideas. He bounces ideas off of people. But when those people there aren't aren't bouncing, they're simply amplifying. You you get bad decision making. What's the role of the family here? Because I noticed Don Jr. and others giving pretty strong speeches that, that because of the cussing, had to be taken off TV. Yeah, I, I think, listen, I think that the, the president's political future is, is pretty much over. I think the family's political future is pretty much over as, as, as sort of just uh, aggressively supportive of the president. So many people were, including myself. They can't be associated with this. They won't be associated with this. I can't tell you the number of people who have supported me since my Tea Party run in 2010 who have called me this morning to say that they're done, that, that that's, that's, too, that's too much. They're, they're done with Trump now. 
Um, that's 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 a seismic change. Stephanie Miller, excuse me, Stephanie Grisham retired yesterday, resigned because the first lady refused to put out a tweet against the, the riots. So um, I think the whole family is probably finished. Mick Mulvaney is joining us live on WBT on the Pat McCrory Show right now. Uh, breaking news in the last hour or so, uh, he has resigned from the Trump administration. Uh, Mick, uh, what do you think is going to happen between now and Inauguration Day as it relates to the president? Yeah, probably nothing. Um, I was actually surprised Congress left town. I thought it was, uh, if there was ever going to be a movement to impeach him, it would have been today. But my guess is that you'll hear rumblings of impeachment, rumblings of the 25th Amendment. For the most part, folks are just hoping that things remain quiet between now and the 20th and that things go smoothly. I think the president's tweet last night helps. I think it's too little too late to save his, his legacy. Um, but it helps to sort of calm things down, saying there will be a peaceful transition. And by the way, talk about that legacy for a second. This could have been the president who was known for tremendous economic development, um, uh, tax reform, the lowest unemployment rates for, for blacks, Hispanics, women in history, the, the first president in modern history not to start a war overseas. He could have been remembered for all of that. And he's not. He's going to be remembered as the president who, who encouraged people to go and try and, and, and break our constitutional process. So um, it's, it, it's a real shame, but I, I think the next two weeks will probably be quiet. Of course, I've been wrong about that for the last six weeks. So, Mick, why did you – were you forced out as, as chief of staff? No, uh, not at all. In fact, my relationship with the president remained good. You guys know that I'm good friends with Mark Meadows. Yeah. I was never supposed to be there forever. That's why I kept that acting title. It was going to be six months, um, and then he said, you know, he wanted me to stay another six, and then we were in the middle of impeachment, and I didn't want to leave an impeachment, and he didn't want to leave in the middle of impeachment. So once impeachment was finished, which was early February, it, we knew there was going to be a change, and he actually um, got my input on who should replace me, and I was a, a big fan of Mark Meadows. So, no, that was the relationship was good. I tell people I got asked on television what's it like to get fired by Donald Trump, and I said, no, I don't know, I, I, I got the job I wanted with a Northern Irish gig. Um, I, um, I, I, and, and I got lifetime privileges. I got to help pick my successor, and I got lifetime privileges at Trump properties all around the world to play golf. <laughs> I imagine that's probably gone now, but uh, that, that's not, that's not that too bad a way to get fired. I so, think. Mark Meadows, what do you think he's doing right now? Have you spoke to Mark Meadows, or have you spoke to the president? When's the last time you've spoke to either one of them, and what yeah. was the conversation about, I, if I you can not. say? Yeah, I, 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 I can. I, I've tried not to talk to the president too much because it's sort of there's, a, there's an understanding amongst chiefs mm -hmm. that, that you don't, you're not seeking to sort of displace that influence, right? So Mark is the chief of staff. I'm the former chief of staff. So uh, I, I would talk to Mark. It was rare that I would talk to the president directly. He'd call on social things, but, you know, just, are you playing golf this weekend? Did you see the golf tournament, that kind of stuff? Um, but um, I've not talked to Mark in the last 24 hours. He's not responded to my text. Obviously, he's got a lot going on. I hope that he's in there being a voice of reason and not being one of those people acting as a, as a, as a magnifier or an amplifier to some of these ideas. Um, the president is in dire need of good counsel right now, and Peter Navarro and Lynn Wood and Rudy Giuliani are not going to be the people who provide it. Mick Mulvaney is live with us on WBT, breaking news. He is resigning from the Trump administration. Uh, Mick, you've served in three different roles in the Trump administration. You may be the only person who served in that many different roles. Uh, a lot of people are one and done. Uh, so when you look back at your entire uh, time there. What will you look back on favorably, favorably, and not so much? 
Uh, actually, I think it was four if you had the CFPB. Oh, that's um, true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I'm extraordinarily proud of, of my government. So what, what, answer the second part first. What am I? What am I least proud of? What happened yesterday? Uh, and the fact that uh, in any way that my name would be associated at all with what happened yesterday, that's, that's just a blemish um, that I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. Listen, I had a real tough conversation with my kids last night as to what this means and how awful this was yesterday, and, and historically and constitutionally how bad this is. But I'm extraordinarily proud of my government service going all the way back to Congress. Um, I thought we did a great job on foreign policy and not getting involved overseas. We improved our relationships with so many different countries. We, we, we reestablished, I think, ourselves vis-a-vis China and aren't letting them push us around anymore. I think foreign policy was a tremendous success. Economically, you couldn't do any better, I don't think, that we did. Yeah. So many people were working. So many people were making more money. The country was prosperous, and that's the types of things hey, you're, you're proud of. Mick, in the remaining 30 seconds, why did we not have lawyers that knew election law around the president? Like, I mean, Rudy, I love Rudy Giuliani. knew him as mayor very well. He's not an election law lawyer. They had Mark Elias. <laughs> yeah. A lot of these things is- could have been handled three or four years ago. Yeah, I think the answer in, the, in 30 seconds is that the team treated uh, the election challenge as a PR political campaign instead of a legal campaign, and that was a, mm. a fundamental error. Any remaining words to Panos, our good friend and his family at French Quarter? I've got to end with him because he's the ultimate immigrant coming to America and a successful entrepreneur. Our last lunch together was at the French Quarter. I want to end talking a good thing about Panos and his family. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I still think of them um, every single day, and I know that sounds trite, but such good people. And for those of us who are listening and had never been down to the French Quarter, go down because his, his, his wife and his kids continue mm. that tradition at the French Quarter at Ladd Arcade. Great Americans, good people, the type of people you're proud to serve when you go into government service. Well, you're a great American, too, and I just want to thank you for your public service. I know you put a lot into it, and I know this has been a tough decision, and God bless you and your family, too. Thanks, Pat. I'll talk to you soon. Mick Mulvaney, live on WBT. He is the breaking news, and we will go to the news. The Pat McCrory Show returns tomorrow.